Uh, one of our amazing friends in Israel has stopped by our mobile studio, and that is uh, Harav Daron Peretz, who is the chief executive of World Mizrahi. We got to know each other last year during one of the most spectacular events, mm-hmm. an event that I will tell you frankly, plenty of people looked upon cynically in advance around the world. How is it possible that enough people care to come from so many different places around the world to join World Mizrahi for Jerusalem 50? But he pulled it off, and we were so proud to be part of it. And now, of course, we're coming up to Israel 70, and there's so many amazing things going on. Harav Daron Peretz, welcome back to JM in the AM. Nachum, it's unbelievable to be with you. Thank you for the kind words. And what a venue, just to overlook at this beautiful, tzalul, clear day in Yerushalayim. It's incredible. Not bad, huh? Unbelievable. <laughs> and, you know, as it's to be, as it's uh, uh, Shvat, right. and uh, looking at the trees around Yerushalayim, perhaps just to reflect on the well-known Talmudic piece of, you know, what is the clearest sign of the redemption? Because we all know that there are so many different signs given in Perik in Sanhedrin and says the Rambam, we shouldn't spend our time trying to work out what the redemption is going to look like. It makes you know, fools out of prophets. Rather just stick to rational predictions. And incredibly, Rabbi Abba has a very rational, simple prediction based on one simple verse in Yechezkel. He says, I'm Rabbi Abba, well known in Perek Chelek. He says, What is the clearest, simple, rational sign of the redemption? And he quotes the verse from Yechezkel. He doesn't even back it up. He says, I've got a verse for you. Va'atem harei Yisrael anfechem titeinu firichem tisulam Yisrael kikervulavo. And you, mountains and trees of Israel, give forth your branches and fruits to my people who come. And when the land of Israel, says Rabbi Abba, welcomes the Jewish people through coming alive. And it's fruit trees and, and fruit, that's the sign of the redemption. And 250 million trees planted by the JNF. 40 different fruits which haven't been grown here in, in millennia, just exported all over the world and what a privilege to be here and to look at Yerushalayim and just see what it is now. Well, you say all of this as we're surrounded by Haray Yisrael and <laughs> yeah. we're enjoying the most spectacular view of Haray Yisrael. Um, we look back for a moment at what happened uh, in May of 2017, Jerusalem 50. Uh, how proud you must be that so many people responded and understood the importance of recognizing Jerusalem. Who knows, maybe that event had an effect on the United States administration where they felt it was important to finally declare uh, something significant regarding Jerusalem. But it was uh, it was something that was in- extremely inspiring. You met a lot of people from around the world. What do you think the secret was that made it a success back in May of last year? Uh, just in terms of what you said about, you know, obviously jokingly about the uh, the embassy, we all right. know that Trump was actually here during that period. Oh, Amazingly, right. that was he the was week. actually here. <laughs> and that actually caused a lot of challenges in Yerushalayim. In fact, many hotel rooms got uh, cancelled because of it. So he was actually here. Incredibly that he chose to come over the period of Yom Yerushalayim. We did at the opening that you were, you know, Miriam and your team were so much part of at Binyan Alma with 3,000 people. We had Mark Huckabee. We gave him a book in Yerushalayim, a beautiful right. book showing the growth of Jerusalem in the last 50 years with pictures comparing and said to him, please would you give it to President Trump? So I've got no doubt that book with the pictures is there can't be any other explanation. Here, here. I like it. <laughs> but obviously, uh, you know, just jokingly, look, I think the reason it worked is it's Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim, we all know Yerushalayim is lively uh, It's There's a magnetism in Yerushalayim that all of us know. There's something which draws us to Yerushalayim. So really, all we put Yerushalayim al Rosh Mayaneinu and Rosh Simchatainu and say it's time for us to come together. And people come because of Yerushalayim. We were privileged. We had 500 people who came around the world to be with us for the entire four days, which was very special. Another 700, six to 700 
I, 11 hundred, 12 hundred, all in all, which joined us for part of the of our celebrations, the opening at Binyan Alma, Hebron, this and that. Right. So that over a thousand people from abroad were with us. You know, uh, it just it was amazing. plus wonderful seminars and sessions and updates and news. We I, I had the privilege of mm-hmm. uh, of hosting one of the really spirited discussions mm-hmm. about uh, the news of the day and how mm-hmm. it's covered. And of course, there are a lot of people very passionate yeah. when it comes to these subjects. Or of their own parents is with us, chief executive of World Mizrahi. Um, so. We are, we are looking at a very special period of time between what the President of the United States has done and all the glory that's happening here in the Holy Land. We are looking at a very special period of time. And as we uh, build up to Israel's 70, the 70th anniversary, uh, in, in, in this context, it's not really going to be a massive gathering that we were used to back in Jerusalem 50. It's going to be a massive recognition, one where you're going to take this message really around the world to make sure that, that Jews everywhere feel a part of it. Last time, we were encouraging everyone to come from around the world and meet here. Now you're sending the message from Israel to many different locations around the globe. Tell us about it. Great. So I think two things. Firstly, we said, you know, it wouldn't be good two years in a row. Uh, right. You know, there are two wonderful milestones, 50 of Yerushalayim, 70 of Israel, to bring people because limited amount of people can come. What about the communities itself? For everything, there's a price to pay. So we said we should be involved this time in Kimitzion Tetzay Torah and really get the Yom Ha'atzmaut Shivim a feel of around the world. So firstly, we are doing something. We'll have around 100 to 200 people in, in Israel. Uh, we have to do something. Boba Yom, we've got a beautiful plan of a Yom HaZikaron, Yom Ha'atzmaut. We're going to be here for, based in Tel Aviv. Most people do not know Tel Aviv. They don't know how the history of Tel Aviv, the Declaration of Independence took place in Tel Aviv, in Beit Ha'atzmaut, where we're going to be, Bezrat Hashem, same place same time, uh, 70 years on, um, we're going to be in Gush Etzion on Yom HaZikaron because mm. according to many historians, that's the reason why Yom HaZikaron is the day before Yom HaAtzmaut because that was the fall of the Gush. The greatest loss of the heart of War of Independence was in Gush Etzion. And therefore to be there in the military cemetery to see you know, the new sound and light show, the, the destruction and the incredible rebuilding of Gush Etzion today, which is in, in a vast consensus in Israel today is where we're going to be you know, from Yom Zikaron, Yom Ha'atzmaut, we've got the three mothers who are going to be with us, uh, you know, integrally part of it. Rabbi Lau uh, will be, Chief Rabbi Lau, of, Chief right. Rabbi of Tel Aviv will be with us over Shabbat. So we'll have a beautiful Shabbat, Bezrat Hashem, that people can still book their limited places. But it's going to be a real Tel Aviv experience, getting to know religious Zionism. Rav Cook started his career in Israel as the Rav of Yaf. We're going to go in his footsteps and, and, see, and also see the incredible Hitchat of Yahadut in Amongst the young in Tel Aviv today, it's unbelievable. That's in Israel. But we've got to bring it outside as well. So there are major Mizrahi celebrations all over the world. The one thing we've uh, uh, initiated uh, just recently, our local uh, Mizrahi uh, organization, the Religious Zionists of America, in conjunction with World Mizrahi, is the ambitious program of bringing 70 speakers, Rabbanim, Rabbaniot, and Ishait Sibur, to 70 communities at least across the United States. And we're almost at 50 communities already who've signed up, just another 20 or so to go. I think we'll be beyond 70. And that these speakers should come throughout communities in the United States. That Shabbat of the 14th of April, just before Yom Ha'atzmaut, should be one where so much, um, you know, um, inspiring and glorifying the incredible miracles and generation we live in across the United States of America. We're then, please God, going to bring those uh, 70 speakers to nine different locations across three in, in New York and across other places in the United States to come together and have Dionim and inspiring talks. So please God, it's the beginning of something. We have to do it every year. It's the beginning. 70 for 70 is the beginning. Please God, it'll grow from strength to strength. And we'll have information about all, all that people should expect from different, uh, from different speakers in different communities. One of the things you mentioned to me was that 
it's extremely impressive how certain communities are really well prepared for Israel 70. You mentioned Toronto, I think Miami, if I'm not mistaken. You could probably name 10 others that are really uh, going to be spearheading major efforts are going to attract hundreds of people mm. to their local synagogues during that week after Pesach. Yeah. Different communities are you know, you know, very well organized. For instance, um, Mizrahi Toronto in right. Canada, the major event of the city for Yom Ha'atzmaut is done through Mizrahi Canada. They have at least 2,000 people, probably significantly more this year. A very moving. Two thousand. Uh, wow. Yeah, no, two thousand. I was there. I was there three three years ago in the yeah. Baitul. Rabbi Karopkin was unbelievable. There are around two thousand people then. I'm sure there'll be more this time by the seventieth. They have a very moving um, Yom Hazikaron, what they call the Tkufa, the Tekes Ma'avar, the transition from the melancholy of Yom Hazikaron into the happiness of Yom. You know, that change of the mood, which is so hard to do. Which I suppose is the story of Israel, from despair to hope. You know, in the blink of an eye, on your mouth smote. So there'll be about two thousand, at least two thousand people there, and the many other communities uh, around the world where there's similar things happening. I know that our own local uh, Mizrahi downtown Manhattan, we have uh, usually double the number of people for our. Um, Yom Ha'atzmaut celebrations when it's a, it's a significant anniversary 60, 65, 70 so again this year will be something extra special Not Christian. and people there are people who just make an extra effort to actually attend and, and go out there and be part of it when it's a significant anniversary or if their own parrots is with us Chief Executive World Mizrahi so I sat in your office I don't know, a year ago maybe, maybe a little bit more than a year ago and uh, you at that time did not know that I had a little bit of familiarity with the Mizrahi movement um, there have been many stages in the last 70-plus years, because the Mizrahi movement is way more than 70 years. There have been many stages. There have been many ups and downs. There have been many peaks and valleys. There have been times that the Mizrahi movement has been viewed as very active. There have been times when the Mizrahi movement has been viewed as dormant. Yeah. When, you, when I first met you and you came along, I said, I think we have a tremendous potential here to really accelerate the growth and the enthusiasm behind the movement. Last year, I think, was a very good indication. Are you getting the feeling that there is a groundswell of support and enthusiasm for the movement now in 2018? Very much so. Wherever I travel around the world, I see it more and more. There is a thirst for what I would call Torah to Eretz Yisrael, whatever that means, meaning a deep commitment to Torah and Ruchaniyot, but taking the incredible events of the last 150 years and 70 years, the centrality of Israel in the drama of Jewish identity and destiny as so central to, to Jewish destiny, as part of this Weltanschauung, it's the first time in 2,000 years, maybe even beyond, if we, if we you know, perhaps even to the times of uh, Ezra and Nehemiah, and even perhaps even before that, that the, the center of all Jewish life is in Eretz Yisrael, the right. Merkaz HaRuchani of the world, the Merkaz you know, uh, Kalkali, Tarbuti, Ruchani is, is Israel, and th- a landmark, uh, you know, um, occasion and a landmark uh, development. So, to the majority of Jews now live in Israel. Uh, well, not yet the majority of Jews. It's the biggest Jewish community in the world. It's bigger than the United States. Ah, not the majority of Jews. You wouldn't not say it. They say they we're say, getting there. Right? They say about forty-six to forty-seven okay. percent. Yeah. Secondly, anybody, any uh, collect, any uh, major Jewish community or, or minor Jewish community in any type of trouble around the world turns to Israel now, as opposed to the opposite. That was often 100%. the case. And I think one can honestly declare that it's not a, uh, it's not a uh, just a slogan anymore. The future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel, and more and more yeah. people understand that. And you know, I think Naftali Bennett said it very well. He's got a line that he says, the Minister of Education, sure. head of a BITUD. And I love this line because I think in so many ways it captures what's happening in the transition. He says, for the first 70 years of the state of Israel, he says, Medinat Yisrael was the project of the Jewish people. 
Now, he says, the Jewish people <laughs> are the project of Medinat Yisrael, meaning there has to be a a vision, not God forbid in a condescending way, not God forbid that people need us and let's be there for them. Rather, taking responsibility, leadership is responsibility, is achrayut. When you feel arvut, when you feel that you're responsible for others, and this I have to say, this has been one of my, I wouldn't say gripes is a strong word, but one of the things I felt very strongly about, I felt that the religious Zionist world was so involved as it should have been in building up Medinat Yisrael. That's where it needed to be, and its and its its key su- critical success factor was Aliyah and contribution in Israel, which it should have been. But perhaps along the way we forgot a little bit that there are also millions and millions of Jews still living in the diaspora. Have we invested a, an equal amount of energy and vibrance in building educational institutions and schools and shuls and and movements which are deeply connected as per jury to uh, the centre of Jewish life? Um, and I think there's room. There's, there's room to do that. I think oh, the religious Zionist world is tremendously strong at the moment in Israel, and I think we can not only take more responsibility within Israel, but also communities around the world. Harav Daron Peretz, I assume that there's information about what's going to be happening in April on your website. All right, people could check it Indeed. out on the World Mizrahi website. An honor and pleasure to speak with you again. Thanks for joining us here. It's incredible to get together in Yerushalayim. Absolutely. And Kolakavod, continue doing your amazing work and uh, let us keep in mind that the future of the Jewish people is in fact in the state of Israel. Amen. And likewise to you for everything you do, Nachum, and your network. And we look so forward to seeing you here for the 70th as well. And continue to do things, as I say, Lahagadil, Torah, Vetzion, Ulahadiram, Bezat Hashem. Amen. More coming up. You're listening to a very special Tubishvat morning at JM in the AM. (laughs) 